What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sheep Get Sheared podcast, where here we talk about people, politics, and popular culture. I'm your host, Austin Creed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome into the show today. You're in for a treat. We're talking about toxic masculinity today. Now, I've talked about this subject a little bit in the past. I haven't really driven it home. I did a little bit of an interview with one of my family members who... He's a little bit younger than me. He's still in high school. And it was interesting to hear his perspective on the issue. But today we're going to be talking more about whether toxic masculinity is real, where did it come from, who's responsible, what should I be thinking about? Because let's just be real here. All right? before, I, before we dive really deep into anything, I want to set the record straight. Both masculinity and femininity have toxic elements in there. And by toxic, I mean stuff that can damage you, the more negative side of anything, because there's negative sides to everything. Whether it's a lot or a little is a different story. But there's elements of both masculinity and femininity that should be avoided or curtailed because it's more damaging than it is helpful. That's, but I don't like the terminology toxic masculinity. It implies that masculinity itself is toxic, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Just ask people in jail, because most of the time they don't have fathers, so ask them. But to let your voice be heard on this or any other topic that I've discussed, you can feel free to hit me up on Twitter. My handle is Austin is at Austin Creed. Or you can hit me up in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube or on Rumble. More than welcome to come over there and hit me up over there as well. And I want your voice to be heard because I think it's important for everybody's everybody to realize they're not alone with their experience. Though while it might look a little bit different on the outset, you'll quickly realize that your experience is very identical to someone else's or at least it's very relatable. And people need to feel validated. They need to feel as though they are not alone because we're social creatures. Which leads me to my first point of this. Masculinity, and like I said before, masculinity and femininity, both of them, have more damaging elements to them. But masculinity is receiving the brunt of this blow that society is dealing against both sides mainly on the masculinity front, but here's my main point. Young men, especially, they are taught to almost fear their own bodies, to fear their own minds and their own inclinations in what they do. They're taught that they're violent by nature. They're taught that they hurt people, that they're oppressive, that they're no good, and that they're dangerous. If you tell someone that, what are they supposed to do with that? Well, then you end up with the transgender movement. They say, well, I don't want to be toxic. If being a man is toxic, then I want to be a woman. Or I want to be a goldfish. Or I want to be whatever. They want to avoid it altogether because they're afraid more than anything that they could hurt somebody. And most people in America today, I don't know my other places, but most people... They want to be genuinely good people. They don't want to hurt anybody. They don't want people to feel uncomfortable around them. They want to be full functioning members of society. But when they get demonized and they get attacked, they get 
thrown out of the arena, the social arena, what are they supposed to do? Are they supposed to fight to get back into a place that people don't want them? Are they supposed to try to redefine the rules that are being written against them every single day of the week? What are they supposed to do? And this is what's leading to the large disenfranchisement of men, especially young white men. Yes, you heard me correct. Young white men, young straight white Christian men are the biggest boogeyman in society today. You are attacked on every front. White, check that. Christian, check that. Male, check that. Straight, check that. Everything that most movements in America despise. You represent one group every single step of the way where you're under attack. Now, when I say you're under attack, I do not mean you need to you need to go on go back and commit any kind of violence or whatever. Absolutely not. What I am saying is this: you're not alone. Other people feel that way, and if even if you're not any of the categories I just described, everybody feels this shift in the cultural landscape. I remember. I'm not that old. But I've been around for a little bit. I'm only I'm in my early 20s. I remember a time when more gay slurs were more accepted than they are now. Now, I'm not saying that you should use these slurs. You shouldn't because why would you? Why would you want to go out of your way to offend somebody for no reason? What I'm saying is I've seen the 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 shift in the cultural landscape. I've seen the social shift in this country. And for the some part, it's been good. But for the most part, it's been from over here, way over on the other side of the spectrum. And now, now it's the opposite. Now it's you're attacking the other side of the aisle, which really only makes you just as bad. We, what happened to basic human compassion? Like genuine question. What happened to genuine compassion? How do you explain the impact that certain men like Andrew Tate or guys like his ilk, how do you explain why they have such a humongous audience? Now, I get some of them are trolls, okay? I understand that. I get that. But how do you explain why these guys have such an enormous platform and these young men flock to them like just hand over foot they they're begging they're thirsting for the strong leadership and so anybody that remotely fits that mold is immediately the, the the person that they're looking for and they immediately run after it they run after it like the road runner if that doesn't signal that there's a crisis of masculinity then I don't know what does. If that doesn't show that young men feel very disenfranchised and as if they don't matter, their feelings don't matter, their opinions don't matter, their experience doesn't matter, then I don't know what does. Now, I'm, I, I will admit, I am not a particularly feeling man. I think feelings can be fuel to help get you to where you want to go or to become the person you want to become. The problem is not the feelings aspect of it, because you could debate that every which way to Sunday. The problem is, not only do people feel disenfranchised, they're mocked if they say anything about it. That's when things get rough. 
that's when things get bad. There are men who talk about issues in society that hurt men. And now, this is where people get this huge topic wrong. Men will look at women and say it's women's fault. It's not women's fault. It's men. Men are hurting other men. That's what's really going on here. It's not the ladies. Now, admittedly, they're not doing a whole lot to help, but I, I don't I don't expect them to. They don't understand it the way that other men do. Just as I don't understand what it's like to be a woman, they don't understand what it's like to be me. We can all agree on that, right? Okay, good. But here's the thing. This is where men drop the ball. They see feminists on TikTok. They see feminists on Twitter. They see them on Instagram. Uh, they see them on Facebook if they're over the age of 35. They see these things, but where they disconnect is they assume that there's a gender war going on. There's no gender war going on here. While the feminists aren't helping the situation, they're not the main cause. They're a symptom of the problem. They're not the problem. The problem is other men attacking other men. That's That has been the problem since the beginning of time is men attacking other men to try to get the resources of both the other men while preserving their own resources. I mean, what is more masculine than defending what you have, going after what you want, and making sure that no matter what happens, come hell or high water, that the people who matter to you are protected? What's more masculine than that? I'd love to hear it. Is going to the gym more masculine than that? Is... Is snorting pre-workout before you go, is that more masculine? What's more masculine than that? Defending the people you love, getting the things that you want, doing the things, things that you want, and not caring what other people have to say about it unless they come at it from the angle that you want or that you respect their opinion. What's more masculine than that? I want to know. I don't think there is. But even that is attacked. How dare you have ambition, yet... This is, this is where the ladies come in. Ladies, this is not... I blame other men for this. I don't blame y'all. But the one thing y'all... There are a couple things y'all do that are more the straw that breaks the camel's back. Not so much the actual problem in and of itself. And here are some of them. Number one is this. Men, we're told we should not be really ambitious because ambition is somehow a negative thing, I guess. I don't see how. But apparently it is. It's, quote, a toxic trait. You ever been told as a guy by a girl that you're toxic? For example, when a girl finds out that I listen to Future, they call me toxic. Whenever they find out that I like to smoke cigars, oh, I'm toxic. They find out when I like to do things like go to the gym or drive nice cars and whatnot when I have the chance to do it or whatever, I'm toxic, right? What does that have to do with actually being toxic versus just being things I like to do? I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't understand. And here's where it, the, where things really get interesting is this: if you look at mythology, right? We're talking about the myth of toxic masculinity, right? Well, every society has myths and, and legends and religion and everything else, right? Whether it's Hercules in Greek or Thor in Norse mythology or whether it's, um, uh, what's his name? I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, Baron Semity in voodoo mythology. Whatever it is, there are myths that mankind has across the entire board. Here's where it gets interesting, though. 
our modern day mythology are Marvel and DC heroes. And you look nowadays, the superheroes, but if you had asked me five to 10 years ago, this would not have been a humongous issue. But now that we see more and more, it's more the evil, usually white, but it's more than not even that with the black Panther movie. I didn't even see the new black Panther movie. I saw excerpts of it afterwards. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to see this. I heard it was going to be terrible. Now, anybody who said that was a racist, which I am not. At the end of the day, I don't care what they say about me. They're going to say it anyways. But when it comes down to it, it's all about the women are good, the women are great, and the men are no good. How is How does a society function when you push that? Do you think they do that in China? Do you think they do that in Japan? Do you think they do that in Russia? I don't think so. You think they do that in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> are you joking? <laughs> are you joking? No, they don't because they realize that when you turn off when just like the body, if you're if your body's immune system doesn't work, you're going to get sick and you're more likely going to die versus when your immune system's at full functioning capacity, you're more likely to fight off infection. Well, your nation, your neighborhood, your community is no different. When you get rid of the, the man, you get rid of the of the person who has more physical strength you get rid of the person who's most likely to fight because it's in their nature and their biochemistry to do it. When you attack them and you push them out of society and you push them to the point where they don't feel welcome in their own home, they don't feel welcome in their own community, they don't feel welcome in their own nation, and then you want to look to them to help you defend it, they're going to think that that's toxic. They're going to have bought the bill of goods you're selling to them and when you need them to actually do something that fits in line with their gender role, they're now not going to see that as beneficial to them. Because make no mistake about it, people do things that benefit them in some way. Otherwise, they don't do it. I don't care if it's whether you're generous, whether you're greedy, it makes no difference. The same thing happens. You give things away because it makes you feel good to give things away. Or when you get a lot of money or you get something, a gift or whatever, that makes you feel good. So that's why you, that's why you want those things. It makes you feel good. People do things that make them feel good. And if you're going to demonize people and throw them out of society or disenfranchise them, deplatform them, whatever it may be, how does that not then potentially damage the landscape of any, whether it's a country, whether it's social media, whatever it is, it damages it. If I got up here on this show and I said that femininity was toxic and that women need to listen to me and how to be a, a woman, you'd say that's, you say that's disgusting, right? Right. Cause it is. Well then what's not, what's not equally disgusting about a, a, a lesbian feminist telling me as a man how to be a man and they know how to help me be a man so I need to take a, a diversity or inclusion course from them on how to be a man. That's the equivalent. Does that make sense? I think you get what I think you get the point. It's toxic to throw to tell someone their biochemistry is no good. It's toxic to break toxic means to break down that it's going to damage you in some way how is it not damaging to tell an entire subspecies 
that they're inherently oppressive, that they're no good, that they're this and that they're that. No, I'm not saying everybody's saying that. But if you look at society today, the woman is glorified and the man is demonized. And that's not an accident. If you think this just happened in a vacuum, you're mistaken. You look at the prison populations, you look at the demographics in America, and you look at what... Is there a correlation? Of course there is. Is there a correlation between the lack of fatherhood, the lack of fathers and families and whatnot? Of course there is. But that's not all the men's fault, by the way. They get pushed out of family. That's why, my friends, as traditionally conservative as you may think that I am, which I am in many cases, I'm not a fan of marriage. I'm really not. Because marriage today is no good. What does it do for me? I want to ask y'all something, okay? I know it's just a little... I wasn't planning on bringing this up, but considering that it's already been brought up, I'm going to ask. If you're married and you're listening to the show, I would love to hear one thing about this, about marriage that you like. What is one thing about your marriage that you, that you like? What's one thing that you would advise to a guy like me who's single, who has no desire to get married, why am I wrong and you are right? Or and maybe I am right and you are married and you realize that marriage wasn't everything you thought it was. And so you said, you know what? I think he's right. And I'm never going to get married if I get divorced again. I would love to hear about that because I don't think that marriage really benefits me in any way. Not that a woman has nothing to offer me. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I don't think marriage is anything they offer me. That I can't get myself or that I can't, for example, cooking, cleaning, all that stuff. I can hire someone to do that. What do I need someone else to live in my house for? What do I need someone else to live with me for? That makes no sense. My friends, masculinity is many things. While it may be flawed... It is many, it is the farthest thing from toxic. And it is other men who are pushing this doctrine on, on men. And the, by trying to be good people, we are trying to fundamentally change the human experience. And it's not going to happen. Because humans have not changed much that I'm aware of. And while natural selection is in full effect, humans are, human experience has not changed much. It may change form as in we have more technology, we have more knowledge, we have more access to education and healthcare and this, that, and the other, but we're still human beings with human needs. That doesn't change. And the more that men feel pushed in the closet, the more they feel they, that their views don't matter, they, that they don't matter, the more we're going to see more problems emerge in this country and across the world. And I want to assure the young men listening to the show of any race, any ethnic background, any religious background that makes no that makes no difference to me. I don't care about any of those things. You matter. Your experience matters. And if I had to be the only person telling you that you are not toxic, your testosterone is not toxic. You are capable of doing whatever you put your mind to and don't let anybody tell you that you are no good that you are not valuable, then I will. I'll be the only person saying it. If I need to be the only person telling you that you can do whatever you set your mind to and that you are not toxic, that you are gifted, if you only believed in yourself, I will do that. I will be the big brother, the uncle, the whoever that you need that you don't have. 
I don't care if you're 10 years old listening to this show. I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 150. Doesn't matter to me. A man is still a man whether he's old and gray or his balls have barely dropped. It makes no difference. You're still a man and you still have the same general physiology and psychology when it comes to certain issues. Anyways, my friends, I made my point. And I will continue to talk about this as the days and months and years go on. But I want your voices to be heard on this topic. Ladies, if you are still here, you're more than welcome to chime in. Let me know what you think on the subject. But until next time, God bless you, God bless your family, and God bless America. We're out of here. You take care of yourselves and remember, masculinity is not toxic. Do not believe for a second that you are toxic, that your body is toxic. Don't believe it. It's not true. You can do anything you set your mind to. You can do anything. Take hold of your own life and you will see changes happen that you have only seen in your dreams.